Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my good, good pal, Dave Damashek. We are recording this on a Wednesday. Now we're trying the night thing, Dave. Are you All okay? right. You yeah, have enough got- lighting back there? I think you're good. No, I don't have a lot of lighting, but I got plenty of booze. That's why I paid a visit. Uh, <laughs> if you're looking at me right now, my backdrop is, of course, Don Draper's yeah. Tony office, and uh, it, it comes with the wet bar and everything. So I'm drunk and ready to go. Good. Let's do it. You're all set, and I'm glad you are because we have a good podcast to have. We have Joe Johnson. We have a real ex-NBA player, 18-year vet. My God, who the hell plays for 18 years? Joe he Johnson. made thousands of dollars. He made thousands of we dollars. We should maybe ask him how much of the thousands he still has, but I, I, I think you're right. I don't even think you're exaggerating there. 18-year vet, NBA. He's not done yet. He's playing for Team USA. We'll ask him about that. 39 years old. Joe Johnson's going to talk to us about uh, everything NBA. They named the All-Stars and everything. The game is March 7th. Um, hey, some All-Stars in my house, Dave. Sports are coming back. Sports actually before school is coming back. For my kids, first it was announced that my 15-year-old, Archie, will be putting on the pads next week playing football. They have like a four-game season. Wow, Starting in like two weeks. Um, That's crazy. And then uh, my little one has a little league starting Sunday. He has practices for an hour and a half um, uh, every Sunday. So that's uh, that's interesting. You know, I got the note, and I was like, oh, wow, all right, good, practice. And they're like, an hour and a half. I'm like, ah. All right, can we can we just we have to dive in here? Can it be like twenty minutes? I haven't been anywhere but work. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been anywhere for an hour and a half. We're really gonna your do littlest minutes? guy is is doing little league. He is, yeah, yeah and he's seven years six old. or seven, seven. He yeah, I seven. guess. Man, my experience has been with Jean Claude Van Damme at least, yes, because he started when he was five, and we thought this is a good time, you know, yeah. you know, have it be a part of his his uh, you know lucid years as soon as he's able to stand and run around. Baseball, that's a good sport for him to play. Mm-hmm. It's very serious in Southern California. Sure. You've not experienced the, the 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 parents on down take it very seriously. I don't know why everybody um was like uh the other five year olds were like turning double plays and everything. My kid barely knew what direction to throw a ball in. <laughs> um so best wishes with that. But the football is very exciting. My only concern is are you gonna send him to any football camps? Cause that's been in the news a lot too. How you negotiate with high-end pro football players? Or he otherwise. wants to camp. go to camp. All right, there's that whole thing. Yeah, and the summer camps and everything. Yeah, I uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for sports to start up. Uh, aside from what's been thrown on our TVs uh, every night. Yeah, but the, back to the little league real quick to demonstrate your point. How serious they are. Practices is from six to seven thirty. On Sunday night, <laughs> when everything's supposed to be winding down, I guess what the hell does it matter anyway? Nobody even, I mean, the, my experience again was yeah. as soon as, the, no matter how many times you tell them, every kid who's that age just wants to get the ball and they fight their teammates to get it. And it's like, yeah. that's not the point of the game, guys. The guy, get the ball and throw it back into the, but it's hard to explain to a very little kid why they're standing in a field for long stretches, just standing there. They don't understand, like, why? what am I doing out here? If you're relegated to the outfield, it's a very yeah. difficult thing to, to explain. You tell them. You say you're out here, so then in a few weeks you get a trophy that you will then go and lose. That's the point of this whole thing, <laughs> right? No? Something like that, yeah, I, I think so. Know. 
Let's address uh, oh, the Tiger Woods accent. That also happened very close to my house, about 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Tiger, uh, thank God he's okay. Nothing life-threatening. Sheriff also says no evidence of impairment in a video conference with uh, reporters today on Wednesday. We wish him well, of course. I don't know how you feel. I think you know he's come back. We all saw the documentary. It's crazy that he came back from the back surgery. It seems... I don't want to put odds on it, but boy, it seems like a real long shot that anyone will see him play competitive golf again. And that's all that anyone really seems to care about, sadly, with uh, what goes on here. Do you agree or? Well, that's I mean, I I don't have a problem with that. I I, I mean, I I will tell you, it's a little exhausting. There are so many occasions these days to for for everybody to bum rush the peak of Mount Pius to weigh in on Mm. something. And there were a lot of scoldings going on. How dare you ask? Someone on the scene, if Tiger's ever going to play golf again, that's our relationship with him. It's right. I don't think that's out of bounds to ask that about the main thing that we know about a person is, is he going to keep doing that thing we know about with him? I don't think that's out of bounds. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, right, I, yeah, yeah, what yeah, do watching, I know? Watching his car accidents isn't going to be fun, right? Yeah, we, we, love, we want him to play <laughs> golf. That's that's kind of the thing that, uh, yeah, no, I get it. I, well, I have a problem with, I have a bunch of friends who are their big thing is why doesn't he have a driver? Why doesn't he always have a driver? Why don't rich guys have a driver? And these are rich people who are telling me this. Why doesn't he have a driver who also don't have a driver? So I don't know. I, uh, I suspect I know the reason. I mean, how many times have you Ubered to the airport and you're on a phone taking a uh, conversation that you don't want the driver to hear? Um, and I don't feel like I have as much to hide as, uh, Tiger Woods does. I honestly think that has a lot to do with it. How many people? Really? Yeah, sure. So I he's mean, making. I guess, wow, I guess he could have. I guess he thought. could pay the same one person to follow him all around the country and just drive him. I guess that would be the idea. But short of that, I don't know. You don't want your private stuff coming out, do you? In the age of well, in the age of posse's and handlers and everything right. else, now, now that you point that out, it just never struck me that right. You never. You almost never see a professional athlete by himself. You almost mm-hmm. always see him with uh, one to five other people on his coattails at any given right. time. Yeah, it hadn't occurred to me. Well, yeah, maybe there's a, a caddy slash driver. I don't know how they would do it, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's ironic. We keep saying driver, driver, driver. But anyway, I don't know. That was uh, That's me sticking up for Tiger. Um, are you? Are you? I, I hope this isn't uh, considered. Uh, I hope we don't have to hear from residents of Mount Pius. It's not intended to be off color or whatever, but are you surprised? Well, see, now you think it's going to be much worse than it is. I don't like it already. Yeah. I am. I was again, surprised by the depth of the coverage. It was that the, all the news for the entire day. I always have a hard time. There's nothing going on, Dave. What else can, what else is going on? I mean, but for real, like what I, I, I just, I'm struck by I, a year ago, sadly, I remember talking to you among many other people and being struck by, wow, Kobe Bryant met more to professional athletes than anybody that I can recall. His peers were devastated in a way that I hadn't seen collectively them be as as ruined mm-hmm. by by a tragedy as that one was. This one that just national news, like everything just stops, you know, I mean, he's in surgery and everything, but is he's not it's not. Well, life threatening or anything. It was. I was. I, I, I'm just. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I just was surprised by it. I guess. First of all, shame on you, and uh, good luck to whatever <laughs> you do after this, because uh, you know you're, I'm going to be forced <laughs> to l- let you go now, Dave. I don't know. That is controversial opinion, but no, I think there are like 
If I would have said that yesterday, people would have said, how dare you? I think we're I'm now glad far you enough waited. removed from it. You know, we might be, but Jim Cunningham, Hill producer, maybe we hold this podcast for a couple of days just to just to just make to sure see. more time uh, passes. Um, I think Tiger is one of like seven or eight athletes that this could happen to and does get the full coverage. A, B, the fact that it happened in such spectacular I use that as a negative term fashion. Um, and it, it was a little touch and go for a minute. They thought it might be life threatening. And uh, C or three, I forgot if I did numbers or letters, the documentary had just come out a couple of months ago. I right? guess so that's this is fresh, fresh in everyone's head. But boy, he is. I, I guess I know this is a maybe sounds absurd, but I didn't realize that he was that treasured as, as he mm-hmm. was because the outpouring there was. You know, you always see some jerk on social media who says, well, well, this guy, blah. But there was very little of that, really very little of that. And it was all just like, I am devastated and prayers and everything else, which is the nice and right thing to say. But it was overwhelming. And the duration of the coverage, I mean, it went for, you know, six hours or something like that. Oh, our our, uh, agent, James Babydoll Dixon, crushed, crushed. I couldn't even joke with him about it on text. Just crushed. My old man, too. My old man is is devastated by this news. And it's not because he's such a great guy and all this humanitarian stuff, right? It's, it's, It's a selfish thing, right? They're never going to see him golf again is the is what they're worried about correct right well listen i mean when people the next time people start talking to you about like well, who what do you care why does it why is it important to have a michael jordan versus lebron james who's better and all that it's because that's our place in history and so that's who we stand right. up for is uh, is our era's guy and everything and i think people feel maybe rightly like Oh man, we wanted to see the next few years a tiger chasing Nicholas and see if he could make that happen. And I feel yeah. like they've that that's been taken from them. We um one more thing in defense of Tiger. That is a weird road right there, that Hawthorne Boulevard, right where he is. And by the way, at night, that's extra treacherous. So I don't know if he's all you know, I, I believe the sheriff when saying no evidence of impairment, although I think they're talking about alcohol there. If there's something else, maybe that's the case. Um but that's a rough road to navigate, even in uh, in good times, in a clear head. So I'll, I'll give him credit. There. I don't know. The, maybe the driver is the thing. Our buddy Carson Daly had a driver very early on, and he had hmm. that uh, he had that uh, MTV money coming in, not just the money, like a little little stuff. You know, he had to go out and meet people and, and have fun. What a fun life that was! And then he would have a driver. Every time he really did. People would be shocked. He really should write a tell all autobiography because what little I've heard from him directly, it it sounds like he had a top three life. Yeah. uh, Over the last quarter century. And it doesn't matter. New York, LA, you're not going to want to, he can't bounce around subways at the height of TRL. Uh, but uh, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Having that driver right out there, ready for you to go is, uh, is, not a bad way to live. And I, I don't think he paid him a, a ton of money either. I right, Joel Solomon, you say you have a funny story about this. Is it for, can we air it or you, you just want to tell it? It's not about Carson specifically, but when I worked at TRL, this is true. All the VJs had commuter cars mm-hmm. and they had an account and you just called right. and, and because, you know, they were out at events and movies mm-hmm. and parties and, you know, obviously didn't want them drinking and driving. And it's also New York mm-hmm. where no one had a car. So uh, one time, Jesse Camp uh, called his commuter car. He got in the commuter car and he said, where to? And he said, Canada, man. And if you know Jesse Camp, I mean, that's what he does. The commuter car drives Jesse Camp all the way to Canada. He doesn't have a passport. 
and just drove back. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and what really ended the commuter car, there was one VJ that was- That uh, didn't end it? That, that didn't end it. No, uh, <laughs> no, that actually didn't end it. There was one uh, VJ, uh, might've been a little high profile and uh, was dating an athlete at the time. Mm. The commuter car waited outside this uh, arena or this stadium for the entire length uh, of, of a game. This happened a few times. And there were some significant charges and uh, shut the whole uh, MTV VJ commuter car thing down. Wow. Yeah. And so what, what did Kennedy do after that? What, how did she meet up with you? <laughs> was, you can't uh, say. You can't a say. Little bit, a little bit past the Kennedy era. Oh, I see. That okay. was a good callback, my friend. All right. There you go. All right. It wasn't Serena Altshul either. <laughs> thought you said you had a funny story. It says right there, I have a funny story about this. Okay. No. <laughs> no. No, good job by you, baby face. Uh, all right. Let's Joel's talk. just uh, looking for his happiness. The sky is falling, Sal, in, in, on the banks of the three rivers. I mean, talk about a civil war. People are very upset about what's happening. You cannot land on a positive side with Roethlisberger and the steel. Well, listen, no matter what I was, you say, I was going to go into this, but it seems like you did an hour half on it on minus three. If people want to <laughs> catch did. it, so you got it out of your systems. Good, good. I did. Well, we we do we don't have to talk about it here. In fact, I, I appreciate that. Mark Caboli from The Athletic, who is yes. legitimately plugged in to all things Steelers, as opposed to most of the people out there nationally and otherwise you hear speculating. He really understands the cap and right. what their philosophy is for this year and beyond. It was a great conversation. I encourage you to check it out. But uh, right. chin, chin up, Joel. I think you uh, I think we're on the same side of this. This uh, Big Ben thing. Um, let me just say this. Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen. You know who those are? Those five quarterbacks are? What they did, what they represent? Quarterbacks with 12 or more wins and 30 or more passing touchdowns. I don't think oh. the guy's done. I think, obviously, you need him to play like he did the last two games versus that chunk in the middle there, three through 11 or whatever it was, you know, when he was in there. It's, a, it's, a le it's 10 through 16. It's 10 through 15 that people are looking. Game That's weeks, what it was. 10 through 15. That, okay. that was the bad stretch. 10 through 15. But obviously, we don't know what's going on. If it was his call to not take hits, if it was his call to not play action, if it was, it certainly wasn't his call that the, the running game sucked as bad as it did or the offensive line wasn't um, uh, doing their job. Uh, I don't think they have a better option. Of course, they're going to be people say, get Deshaun Watson. That's not happening. Keep big people, in there. people here, here, here's my hot take, but I don't really have the exact math on why it's so for some reason, society, the media, whatever, some guys do not get, uh, tortured for 15 years for mm -hmm. misdeeds. And I'm not defending anything, but some people just have a real bad feeling about that guy. And they, want to bring about the end there, but other people, they don't say the same people who've done. I, yeah, I, you get what I'm getting at, but yeah. I, I, it's very strange to me that above of all the human beings in uh, professional sports, that that's the guy who's in so many crosshairs, but okay. Well, to me, all right, whatever you like them or you don't, but don't use this as an argument. Like they could save $19 million or they get hit with $19 million. Like who cares about that anymore? Carson Wentz is putting up a zero on Philadelphia That's and they're it. eating $33 million. It's a different world we live in now. Are you going to do better than you would 
um, without Big Ben. I think that's the that's the threshold. No, question. just reboot. They got to restructure. Right. You don't get Let's it. They reboot. just should release him and they should rebuild. Rebuild to what? There's nobody out there to go and get right now and reasonably. They can't not, get to Sean Watson. Yes. So stop saying right. that and that Mason was the Ro- answer. Mason Rudolph is not rebuilding. We saw that already. That was um that was already uh yeah, he was he was kicked out. <laughs> Who's the guy in Back to the Future? Stoltz, right? They said, uh, yeah, thanks right. for your time. Goodbye. You're not our guy. Um I yeah, we need a whole season to see if Mason Rudolph in season four in year four of his career, we're gonna burn the primes of Minga Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, and Cam right. Hayward that year to see about Stupid. third round draft pick Mason Rudolph. What that's the what they should do with themselves? It's, it's loco. I want to do uh real because I mentioned Carson Wentz, but he's not getting that number eleven. Now, do you are you a person who cares about what kind of number a player wears? Or are you just like whatever? Just as it happens, I do have opinions on these things. Okay. I love I love that uh, Carson Wentz played against a guy named Carson Palmer once. Yes, two out of thirty two human beings who are starting quarterbacks were named Carson. And on top of that, four minutes ago, you mentioned Carson Daly. Oh wow, so, you're right. I think about all that. Wow, I can't really come up with another one. Yeah, wow, that was. Uh, and you and I, with the aforementioned baby doll Dixon, on what appeared to be his deathbed, but then he healed very quickly. Stopped once in Carson City, Nevada, on our way. <laughs> true. to Lake Tahoe for something. Wow, this is very Johnny Carson-esque. It's all with the coming callback, together, you see. I believe, yeah. And there was a um, hockey game in Lake Tahoe. You see how it's all interconnected, Sal. All right. Uh, anyway, with the, with the Carson, uh, oh, and the, the Dr. Ben Carson, of course we have, we have to fit him in there somehow. Um, but Michael Pittman, number 11 for the Colts says, Hey, what do you want to do about this? And Carson went, texted him about two hours later and said how he felt and told him he was going to, uh, Michael Pittman said he was going to stay and that was cool. And they would switch numbers and that was easy. Uh, he was a chill guy about it. So that was awesome. So he's not giving the number 11 to Wentz. I maintain, I don't know. First of all, have you had great success with the number 11? I don't think, I think there's four to five Januaries you haven't survived, which is interesting for a guy who was drafted out of North Dakota State. But whether it's injury or benching or benching or injury during the playoff game, he hasn't survived many Januaries. So maybe change the number. I'm going to go to you, Dave. What number, if you're Carson Wentz on the Colts, do you go after? Well, listen, isn't the whole point of the game to score six points and six doesn't have much of a history for starting quarterbacks. It's not uh, it's not draped in glory um, in terms of Super Bowl success for a quarterback. So, I mean, own that number, make it your own Carson Wentz. I will say, and there are bigger issues to worry about in the world. I feel like it's kind of a bad look right out of the gate, isn't it? That, that, that Michael Pittman's like, nope, like you're. He's he's a sophomore kid himself now. He's like, nah, I'm not giving that up. Like, what? <laughs> hey, do, doesn't like Frank Reich or Chris Ballard or 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 Ursay or somebody go like, hey, for the good of the organization, it's a bad look that you won't give our new quarterback nah, the number that he went. Just give it to him, would you please? Who cares? You got to tell your grandkids about this. Granddaughter smack you in the face. You say you you'd be willing to, to sell Lentz. it. Oh yeah. Oh, take the money. See, yeah. you're too see you're too easy. I've at least established here, and I'll refer anybody when I make it to the pro to pro ranks, you're gonna it's gonna have to pay a pretty penny to get the number sure. off my back. You've made it easy already. I don't care. So they're not gonna offer although you. Although the greatest thing is to uh, although I guess this is a guy who's throwing to you, so you don't want to make too much trouble. But um yeah, had you, uh, That's take, a good point too. Take an insane offer and turn it down. <laughs> How funny would that be? I'm going to give you $100,000. Really? 
<laughs> All right, before we get to Joe Johnson, I see he's waiting, but I have something very important to say. For those of you who like to add a little excitement to your sports watching experience, and I know you're out there. Here's how you could do it. You bet all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlays. And right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $100,000. No, $1,000. That's enough. Just place a bet on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back. If you don't win your first bet, seriously, no strings attached. Any bet you want, you win, you keep the cash, you lose, you get your entire bet back up to $1,000 in site credit. Use same game parlays for any of the games. And if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, shame on you. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know that we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code extra points. All right, this is a treat. Our guest today, 18-year NBA vet, seven-time NBA All-Star. He also won a big three championship and, and an MVP. ISO Joe. Joe Johnson's here. What's happening, fella? What's up? What's up, man? Glad to be here. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Joe, you are 39, and you could still play. You still are actually playing. You're playing for Team USA. You just played in the FIBA America Cup, right? Two wins. Yeah. I think you had 11 points against the Bahamas. And uh, yeah. nearly a triple-double against Mexico. I think you're an Olympian at this point, aren't you? Somebody's got to do it, okay? Oh, Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking... First of all, before we get into the future here, Joe, how do you self-identify? You played for two-thirds of the league. So who do, are you a Hawks guy, a Nets guy? Do you have a rooting interest properly? Are you happy to see the Hawks get over on the Celtics, for instance? Hey, it's... Whatever whatever you guys feel, whatever your preference is, you know, some people remember a lot about the Hawks. Some people remember the Nets, even a little stint with Miami, Utah. You know, it just depends on how you want to go. We have to decide right now, though. That's the thing. You can't leave it up to the public. Oh, we can't leave it up to the public. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you're good. <laughs> well, you're going to the Basketball Hall of Fame. They don't do the thing like baseball with the cap. You don't have to choose a team like that you're going in as a Hawk or otherwise, right? <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll let the red hat speak for itself. We'll say you're a Hawks guy since I you're guess wearing so. a, a red uh, uh, toque. All right, okay. I roll with it. I roll Joe, with it. Joe, how is it traveling for this uh, FIBA AmeriCup? How is it, is it fun? Is it uh, How is it different from traveling You know, for the NBA? Uh, well, it's a lot different because, uh, you know, we had to be quarantined in our room for like two days, two and a half days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had little groups that we could work out in and then we practiced as a team. So, you know, we was, we had to, we had to be there on the 10th and we didn't play until the 19th and the 20th. So, mm -hmm. you know, though we spent a lot of time quarantining and practicing. Like we did any training camp, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I got a chance to meet a lot of uh, uh, great guys, man. Uh, guys coming out of college, guys who've been out of college a couple of years and trying to figure it out. So uh, I was just trying to lend a helping hand, you know, teaching little things that I know that I picked up along the way. You're doing Is more there than any that. You're the star of these games, I see. You and Isaiah Thomas, right? They'd be lost without you. Man, it, it, you know what? It was fun, man. I, uh, you know, we just tried to get those young guys a sense of direction because at, at that age, you know, you just want to get out there and just hoop, you know. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'm glad that guys like myself and IT did play because we were able to slow the game down a little bit, control the game, control the pace, 
and ultimately get two wins. That's what we're there for. Nice. What do you think? Eighteen years in the league, and it changed a great deal over that over that span. And you can point at Steph Curry and the Warriors for changing philosophically, kind of the way the whole league looks. Where where would Joe Johnson thrive at in late twentieth century ball or Steph Curry? Uh, you know, perimeter style game that we're seeing so much, where where there aren't any true centers or very many at least. The uh, new style, this new style game, because. This new style game, it puts me like at the four. Like, you know, it's not right. It's not gonna be I me. Mean, there may be one, maybe two guys out there that's gonna be bigger than me. Well, listen, Tom Brady did won a Super Bowl, he's 43. What are you doing? Look, you're you got four years on him. Go join the Nets. Tell him you want to be on. Go go do that. That's a good call. They could use you. Hey, I ain't disrespecting Tom Brady's greatness. That's greatness, man. You out there, what what is he? 42, 43? Yep. 43, yep. Doing it the way he's doing it. Hey, that's impressive. I don't care how you could. Joe, is that the team you join right now? If you had a choice, if they, if you could sign a contract for the rest of the year, would you go to the Nets? Would you like to go to the Lakers? <laughs> what if, if they said to go to the world, your oyster, you jump in wherever you want. <laughs> hey, I like the question. I like the question. Hey, I'm interested. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm interested in who was, whoever's interested in me. All right. Do you like what about the All Star Game? I like what they do with the captains. Any any time you could change the game around, but not screw up the record books, I'm all for it. And this captain thing, where you got Durant and you got uh, LeBron picking teams. Now, is are the, would would you say they're going to be hard feelings if someone gets passed over in the first round? I mean, I don't see it much difference. Probably a lot worse than playground when you get passed over by uh you know you you like the last one picked. You, would you hold a grudge or is it all in fun? No, I think it's all in fun. Uh, you know, you got to understand it's very prestigious to be an all-star. And and ultimately, play the captains pick you. I mean, hell, as long as you get picked, everybody, you know what I mean? Uh, that's true. So I think, uh, I think that's an ultimate, uh, uh, you know, credit to those guys, man, who who became all-stars this year. Due to COVID, I mean, it's made, it's made basketball a lot tougher than what people really expect. I'm actually surprised they're playing. I mean, LeBron came out a couple of months ago and said, there's not going to be an all-star game. This is crazy schedule we have. And I don't think anybody would have uh, faulted him from stepping aside or any of these players for the couple of weeks. But I'm, I'm also glad they're doing it because it's such a – by the way, so Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Zion, first-time all-stars, uh, and Julius Randle. But probably the biggest Knicks moment since Lynn Sanity, uh, Julius Randle, 23-11-6 make it. Uh, how, what are your thoughts about those guys? He's well deserving of it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Julius Randle. I'm happy for the Knicks. And hopefully they give us some excitement this year. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the Nets, though? Let's go back to them because the big deal to get hardened down there, obviously, following up on the, the way Durant's looked when he's been in there and Kyrie and everything. A lot of people, I think the majority of people said when that deal happened for Harden, man, there's not, there's not enough basketballs to go around for all of them. But to your point, about the difference in the game now, I think they're kind of perfectly built for the 2021 kind of era that we're living they, in right now, right? They're perfectly built to be in the finals. That's what they perfectly built. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they perfectly built for. I think now uh, is it's really going to be about who they're going to play. You know, if the Lakers are going to be healthy enough to be there or you know, who's going to step up and, you know, take that challenge. I mean, I don't see a lot of teams – you know, maybe one that can mess with the Nets or get them problems in the East, and that's probably Philly, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. 
because Joel so he's so dominant that I don't care who you put on him. He, you know, he gonna get he's a walking 30, 40 points, you know. So uh just have to see. Do you you were friendly? I don't know if you were friendly with, but you played with Steve Nash, right? That was yeah. one of your stops for sure. Uh wow. What what he he walked into something great here. Do you ever uh contact him and uh you want to touch him for just just to see if the gold wears off? I mean, Durant, you're, you're right, Kyrie, and uh, it's amazing what's going on with this team. How they get everyone together, Harden. Man, if, if y'all think that job is easy, y'all tripping, man. That is not no easy job. Because why? The egos of it? I'm, we yeah, we talking e egos, talent, distributing minutes. Like that's tough, man. Like you got to understand, as a coach, you're never gonna have every guy on the team cool with you or happy with the decisions you're making. That's just part of it. And you have to be able to roll with those punches. And right now he's dealing with something that's tough. I mean, but even though they're playing great basketball, you still really don't know which, how they're going to play when Durant comes back. You know, I mean, Kyrie's ultra aggressive. You know, James is kind of controlling everything and, you know, we'll see. Well, so that's the crazy thing, right? I think what idiots like me and Dave, we don't understand. Like, why wouldn't they be just as good when Durant comes back? Or why are they better now with, uh, you know, with him out, you know, than they were before he went out? Could could you explain why that is? Is it just chemistry and just yeah. deciding, you know, who who gets what, how many possessions and shots and stuff like that? Definitely. It's definitely chemistry. It's that cohesiveness that, you know, you need as a unit, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when First guy that he was trying to figure that out. Uh, he probably didn't know who was going to bring the ball up, him or Kyrie. But now that all that's kind of worked out, and he knows he's a point guard and who's making all the decisions, you know, things are kind of flowing great. So uh, they're playing great basketball. They still have two, what, top 10, top top 10, top 15 guys, on the, top 10 guys on the team that's playing yeah. right now. So uh, just because they don't have Kevin Durant and they're still winning, I still think that, uh, you know, they're supposed to be. Yeah. Do you? I. I. By the way, I just I, when the Nets come up, I always have to. I feel obliged to mention Kevin Durant is weirdly not rated as one of the six to ten best players in the history of the league, and I, I feel like people are ignoring the or not ignoring, but they're sleeping a little bit on the quality of his career. Agree or no? I mean, that's a big thing to say, top ten player, but he. I, I think legitimately, you start putting them out there. I haven't seen very many scores uh, like that. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know who you've been arguing with. I, <laughs> a lot of people will tell he you, argued, oh, he was chasing rings. Oh, he went up. They couldn't win on his own. So he had to go do what he did in Golden State. And it's a, all that kind of stuff. Hey, man, he took a different route, but mm -hmm. he didn't go to a coattail and nobody. Well, I agree. Do you think uh, this walking stick has uh, put a little magic in Kyrie's step and for the team? He, well, he's got now got a walking stick. Hold up. What walking stick? What you talking about? Oh, there's pictures of him with a walking stick in the tunnel and everything. He doesn't actually bring it onto the court. <laughs> but he has, you guys haven't seen it? That's right. a walking stick. This is the secret to their success, I'm telling you. <laughs> the walking stick. We all need to get a walking stick. <laughs> it's the only way to survive this pandemic, I think. <laughs> uh, one more question, Joe. I will send you on your way. This is the extra point right here, the question. Uh, Actually, it's so not a question. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I'm going to get your Venmo information. I'm going to give you $25, and I want you to go to a place called Magic City and try the lemon pepper wings. Will you do that for <laughs> me? Hey, first off, I don't have a Venmo account, so you can keep your $25, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
stay right here in the house. I'm cool on the wings. You know what I mean? I, I ain't really. Know. <laughs> so it, it makes no sense for me to go to no major city to get wings. You know what I'm talking about? All right. Well, they seem to be good. <laughs> Uh, you know what? We'll send them to your house. That's all. We'll have some. Hey, one last, there. one last thing, Joe. Did you see the video of the kid um, talking to Cam Newton at the camp the other day? No, I heard and about. It. I honestly have not even seen it. I haven't, but uh, I had somebody who was telling me about it the other day, but I had not seen it. Anything like that ever happened to you? I didn't. I haven't seen. It. I can't even tell you what happened. Dave, he there. hasn't seen. Kid it. just started. Ch- yeah, well, kid just started talking stuff at Cam Newton. You're a free agent. You're not that good. That kind of that kind of lie. No, I never had that. But you do have kids, man, who, who, who get who get out of line from time to time, ask some crazy questions or questions that they may even know the answer to. But, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. But I, honestly, right. I haven't seen it, man, so I, I couldn't even tell y'all what he said, but you know, I don't know. Well, thanks for joining us, Joe. What When's the next game with this uh, this Team uh, USA? As it's over with. It was a, a two-game it was two games, uh, even though we were there for like 10 days. We only played two games, uh, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. And you could still play. So you're going to uh, I, I listen. I think you're on the Olympic team. Don't don't be surprised if you get a call. I don't know who makes those calls. Uh, you know, they got a three on three Olympic team. That's right. That's right. You can be part of that. There I'm you just, go. We'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens, man. I love it. You have anything else to plug, Joe? I appreciate you coming on. No, nah, I appreciate you guys for having me. There you go. ISO Joe Johnson. Check him out. My God, 18 years in the league. Thanks for joining us, pal. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. All right, man. Good times. What do you think, Sal, about uh, Olympic? To me, I didn't want to say this to Joe, but uh, since he's in on that, but I, I don't know if you and I have ever struck this conversation up. I think in 1992, the dream team was great. It was very exciting coming off of 1988, the Seoul games. Mm Mm-hmm. The U.S. gets upset, and it was it was a stunner and everything else. So they said, all right, just once, we're going to teach the rest of the world a lesson. We're going to send our actual good guys. That's what in. it was. Yep. And they annihilated the world. At that point, they should have said, now don't ever mess with us again <laughs> or you're going to or you're going to get it times three. Yeah. Instead, they're like, well, now we just do it all the time. I was like, that's going to that's not going to work out, guys. Somebody's going to beat you at some point. And so it happened. And now that mystique is gone forever. Well, right. They should just never have done it. Should have all been collegians forever. And just said, like, well, these are our JV guys and they mm-hmm. beat you most of the time. I, you know, I agree with you. And I mean, that that could transfer to wars. Maybe after WW2, it's like, don't ever screw with us again. Japan, Germany. Right. Axis powers. But uh, there we go. We go to Vietnam and think, things have to get That's out. right. You know what else we should do, too? I, this, yeah. this upsets an international audience, but good. Mm-hmm. I Because there's not really a good argument against it. If you said, hey, for the next three years... LeBron James and Christian McCaffrey and uh, Saquon Barkley and, and whoever else, we're going to just play soccer. And and guess what? Oh. By the time we play the next World Cup, we'll beat, we're will we going to beat uh, everybody in the world. Oh, I don't know about right? that. Right? No, yeah, of course they are. What are you think Mike Trout? And I don't even know who Mike the Trout. team is. What? Kyrie Irving. I'm just saying. Those guys would be able to get good at soccer enough. Kyrie that, Irving it, needs a stick to walk. How is that going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> so you reject my premise. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a huge soccer guy, but my God, those guys run around. I guess. I, first of all, I don't think the baseball players are in shape enough. That that's a whole different world there. 
running miles and miles and miles. I, I, I just wanted to be inclusive. The, I wanted to diamond. be inclusive and put everybody in there. All right, we yeah. don't have to have baseball. Oh, man. I don't know. What do you guys, you guys weigh in? You know what? Hit us up at the extra points gang at gmail.com if you want to scream at Dave about his idea that we take our best athletes and make a super soccer team out of them and compete in the next World Cup. <laughs> I have a feeling people Then no have one would like that. me. The rest of the world would be outraged at the idea that America is so arrogant that that <laughs> um, that we think we can do that. And then they'd be like, whose idea was this? And then when they found out it was my idea, all of America would be mad at me for taking away our best players. You Jim, have them doing this cockamamie soccer when they should be entertaining us with basketball and otherwise. Right. See, you're going to screw up a bunch of different sports by just creating one uh, superpower. Uh, hey, the lemon pepper parlay, guys. So that's Rob Parker and Martin Weiss and the betting academy. That's Kendrick Perkins and Gina Paradiso. They do a great job breaking down the all-star game and the, the snubs. The game, like I said, we brought it up with Joe. It's March 7th. The draft is March 4th. It's Kevin Durant. It's LeBron. And like I said, I love it. I love this picking sides, right? As long as it doesn't touch the record books, I'm great with all the finagling we can do, right? This is, uh, what's better than picking sides? You know you know there's animosity if Luka is passed on until the third round and if LeBron doesn't take him to that, right? There's I don't no know that they it. need to be playing a game this year, but okay, they are and fun and it'll be good. Um, in general, <laughs> NBA should have an all-star game and it's good and the dunk contest is good and it, it's had its dips and I've certainly been one of those guys like, eh, what are we doing? The dunk, who cares anymore? And then it it's uh, bad for several years, but then all of a sudden it's spectacular and then it makes you interested for that. So, and the three point shooting and everything mm -hmm. else, we must do away with the football one. It's the dumbest thing. Like who, who cares about that game at this point? Oh yeah. Well, they clearly don't want to touch each other. So then what are you making them play for? It's ridiculous. Well, so the other thing is everyone skips it, right? So if they yes. do it the week before the Super Bowl, anyone on those Super Bowl teams are out. If you do it, that that week, probably the guys who played in the championship game are out that lost because they, they want a little break. So now you're getting guys are, you know, fourth tier all stars who are named. Um, it's not the same in basketball, not quite the same. Devin Booker, that's the big snub that everyone's talking about. Um, he's replacing Anthony Davis right now. So is that guy Matt? Would you take that? Or do, do you do you accept that if you're Devin Booker? I guess you have. It's still it's still nice to be named an all star, but it's kind of a backhanded compliment. Um, that's one. Thing I I'll agree. Say. I like when yeah. people cite it though, as a thing, especially in the NFL, when they're replacement guys, like, Hey, he was a pro bowler last year. Yeah. After 17 other guys turned it down. What, what does that, what, does that, what value does that have? Who right. Cares? The other thing I'll say about, you I never... would say no to answer your question though, because I'm spiteful and childish. And I'd be like, no, you didn't want me when you could have had you me. And now you want me to fill in a spot. No, really? screw, screw. That's what I would say. The the other thing I'll say is you'll never have more. Uh, you know, it's a perfect argument now for the NBA because you're going to have 10 snubs per year easily because the numbers are so out of whack, right? Because everyone scores in the 20s and 25s. You're going to get. All right. So Booker, 25, four and four. I'm rounding up. DeRozan, 27 and five. Ingram, 20 and five assists. Trey Young, 27 and almost 10 assists. Uh, out of bio 20, 10 and six. These guys are all putting up insane. I think Fox 22, seven and three, all insane numbers that they'd be all stars in the 1990s and the 2000s, the turn of the century for 10 years with these numbers. And they're going to be on the outside looking in all the time because of the way the game's played. 
I guess you could say that for baseball too. I don't know. The numbers are always up. Yeah, I mean, I, the it, it is fun. The idea of I, it does make it something fresh to do the way they're going to draft them and everything else. That's yeah. that. I guess that makes it worthwhile. But um, it, yeah, I, I your point is just that everyone has mid twenties uh, points per game who's in the All Star game at this point. Yeah, well, that's not- all I hear is, hey, this one Devin Booker should make it because he has this much, and then you go right to the numbers, like. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. We <laughs> we don't talk enough. Like we've talked about the fact that on this show that when Odell made that catch, however long ago, mm-hmm. the world marveled. And then some guys were like, "Actually, a lot of us can do that. We just don't try." The to Giants do that. lost like, that game. Spaghetti, stop smiling. But then, so then, but since then, a lot of those guys have proven it right. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I guess a lot of guys can do that. They just never thought to do it. A weirder one is. Our entire or the vast majority of our lives were like, no one could ever do what Oscar Robertson did. I mean, mm. averaging a triple double and like who gets triple double? Magic Johnson had a bunch, but like that was a long time ago. I mean, now everybody's triple doubling all the time. Your pal yeah, right. uh, Nikola gets a, a tri- from from the five is dropping triple is, doubles yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it really is weird that people just like we've reached this place in the last three years where Good players triple double all the time. And it was such a rarity just mm-hmm. like 10, 15 years ago that you would see somebody do that. Right. I love it's it. Interesting. I love it all. We got it going on. We got uh basketball. Like I said, my kid has little league baseball and high school football's back in my house. Very exciting times. You can hit us up at the extra points gang at gmail.com. Dave, you have a minus three out where you break down this Ben Roethlisberger thing uh, to, uh, like no one else does. And then you have another one later in the week. Should we announce who your partner is? I don't know. Yeah, um, it's not a big go secret. Go ahead. This, this was a, a banner idea 20 years ago. Um, I walked into an office and uh, to write for a cable sports trivia show. And I thought, oh, this is perfect because <laughs> it's a writing credit for me, but it's a low level gig. And surely they want this show to be funny-ish but you have to know about sports to get the gig. I was like, I'm going to easily be the funniest guy, right? I've never did my first job out here. 20 minutes in, I was I was peeing on myself with fear because I was like, if the people who they hire for this are this funny, I may as I'll well stop. just pack up and leave now. It was Sal. It was our pal, Josh Gardner. And it was a, uh, the, the guy who's going to be sitting with us at our second podcast to get you right every weekend for, uh, for what's going to go down in sports. Our mutual pal, Kevin Hench. It's going to be great on minus three. We focus on the Northeast, of course. Eddie Spaghetti has you covered in the tri-state. He's yeah. uh, he's obsessive about all those teams in New York City and otherwise. I care a little about what happens in Pittsburgh, PA, <laughs> and that uh, and that state. And now we have Kevin Hench, the diehard Boston sports fan. So if nothing else, it should uh, create a lot of arguing. I got to say, I think there's going to be legitimate anger. I I don't want to oversell this podcast, but it's going to be like none other. Because unless you just sit there and take it, which I don't think (laughs) I know you, I I know you're not going to. I mean, you're going to have to. I don't don't even know how to, to build this, but you know what? Listen to it. We'll do video breakouts of it. I'm very excited about minus three with Dave and uh, Kevin. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. I, I don't think. know why. But I will say legitimately, yeah. like Sal, who's obviously a, a, a funny guy himself, Hench Thank is you. funny, but like but like Sal, knows as much, if not more, than every person that you know. Who you listen to talk about sports, 
these guys are as plugged in and and get and know what's going on, know the history, know the present as well as anybody uh, otherwise that you're listening to. So yeah. I do, I really do think it'll be good. But I'm not as much of a pain in the ass about it. Right? No, no, no. Okay, no. Who is? Good, Who is? Good. Well, really, Kevin Hedge. Think yeah. about no. Yeah, that's I'm it. saying. Just yeah, him. That's right. it. Uh, anyway, that's great. You're at Damashek. You got minus three coming up. You did a good one today. Uh, breaking down Roethlisberger. Laugh lines tomorrow for me. I'm at the cousin Sal. We got another against all odds coming at you tomorrow night. So that's going to be fun. And just a reminder out there for all of you who may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all my favorites. See you next week. Hey.